Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, also known as DJ Soundwave. And before we get going with today's show, in the words of Karis One, here are some words from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, right here where I'm at, Romer launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all your skin needs with three easy to follow steps. Why you should check them out? Simple ingredients and effective results. A perfect upgrade if you're still washing your face at a bar of soap or that drugstore face wash. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15. That's code LISTENER15 on their website, romerskincare.com. Impress your partner and get happy skin. Thanks again to everybody who's been checking out the show Really appreciate the retweets and the feedback. And definitely go on Apple Podcasts, put on a review, tell everybody what you think of the show, rate it, appreciate it. Big up to everybody who's done that. I want to give a shout out to my last guest on my previous episode, Mafiosa. Go check out that episode. Go check out his album Collection Plate, available now on Bandcamp. Also had on MDoc Diego and Manzu Beats for their album Universal Tongues. So a lot of good music out there. Go check all of it out and listen to those past episodes if you have not been caught up on what I've been talking about on here the last couple of weeks. On this week's show, man, this is really exciting to talk to. Alaska and Zillaraka, their album, Cargo Cults, Nihilist Millennial, is out now. You've heard them before if you've heard this podcast because they've been guest featured on Griffin Scorsese's songs from their new album, Midnight Express. So you definitely should be familiar with if you've been listening to the podcast on a regular basis. You've heard those songs. But now we've got them exclusively here to talk about their album, Cargo Cults. Nihilist Millennial. This is a real banger right here. Play a couple tracks from the album. Talk to the guys. We talk about a lot of things. Talk about horror movies. Talk about juice. <laughs> so stay tuned for that and a whole lot more. So definitely stay tuned. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, especially the one you're listening to it right now. But you can also check it out in places like Spotify, Pandora, Pod Hero, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter Podcasts. Same goes for Facebook, at Infinite Banter Podcast, as well as Instagram. Go to YouTube. There'll be clips from the show on there. Check those out. Just type in Infinite Banter on your YouTube search. You'll find this show's clips on there. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Let's talk to Alaska, Zillaraka. They're known as Cargo Cults, and their new album, Nihilist Millennial, is out now. We're going to talk about that and more here on the podcast. But before we do anything, this show never begins until the one and only DMC says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. All right, before we talk to Alaska and Zilla Rock about their new album, Nihilus Millennial, they're known as Cargo Colts, and they formed Voltron when they get together. And uh, we're going to play one of the tracks on that album right here. Great rap duo. Banger right here. This is definitely, in my opinion, a good song to introduce you to them and this album. On the other side of this, stay tuned, because you're going to hear from Alaska and Zilla Rock about the new album, Cargo Colts, Nihilus Millennial. But right now, go ahead and check out Great Rap Duo here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Cargo, one, two, one, two. Cargo, hostile Jerry Pargo. Uh huh. 
Les Godzilla, great rap duo. Yeah, smack this shit, yo. Yo, I got a question. What has two heads and four thumbs? And it's killing the game, just like a pogrom. Redefine the medium. Pete Carr and R. Crumb. What's out of this world, shit? Hey, yo, my favorite Martian. Tracks always get murdered, like Marsden and Westworld. Yo, let's take it back. Averex, Mecca, and S. Curl. Me, I'm a Jets fan. And me, I'm on my Sixers shit. And every single season, like Myth of the Sisyphus. Just like Easter Legend, mixed with Western Tech. Or the Ezra Collective, meets protecting neck. Fuck a pencil neck geek. With Freddie Blast, the Iron Sheet. Put a hole in your logic, like we're hostage sheets. You want that Andy Miller knocking side? Yo, you know that sucker Yo, shit. Yo, keep it short and fat. Homes with Kirby Bucket. Yo, we'll take it to your face. And your station unimportant. With the swagger of John Stark. Dunking over Jordan. We're the old men of rap. In fact, we're like father We're figures. the great rap duos for the hustler and trigger. The taste that goes together, we're like Tigger in the basement. We can't stop, won't stop on that puff and make we're shit. We're the old men of rap. We're independent as fuck. Uh-huh. We're the great rap duo like LP and Just. Uh-huh. The taste that goes together, we're like fat beats in a clip. Rappers, we ain't the same like your intro to the clip. This uh-huh. what Beanie Mac and Memphis could have been. Should have been. That raw, uncut shit. That did Dwight good in there. John Wooden shit, always winning. We just never talk. Shine like Sir Menelik. And never sign the raucous. <laughs> Maybe a single deal, 30K. And keep it moving. Adam's fan, wrecking cool. Like Slim Thug and Paul in Houston. You can't at all amuse us. Santana Jewel shit. Yo, I hate dips. Yo, it's my verse we're doing. Your crowds ain't diverse. Your style is for tourists. You used to freestyle five deep. Piled in the tourists. You driving that snitch ass Ford truck. Basic cable motherfucker bragging on. How you got your cords cut? Slice them, my right hand. 86 Tyson. Arms too short like Kevin Dyson. Hide them. Combine like the flashpoint. You can't ride the lightning. You can't buy a Tesla when, when you can't buy a Dyson. We're the old men of rap. In fact, we're like father We're figures. the great rap duos for the hustler and trigger. The taste that goes together with like Tigger in the basement. We can't stop, won't stop on that puffin' make shit. We're the old men of rap. We're independent as fuck. We're the great rap duo like LP and Just. The taste that goes together with like fat beats in the clips. Rappers, we ain't the same like your intro to the clips. Uh. Let's get started. Listen, man. Infinite Banner Podcast, DJ Soundwave. It's your boy, Scorsese Lord Jones, a.k.a. Mr. Stacking Chips on Record, crushing every single letter me. One half a dream team, one fourth of the nation gang, one eighth of the zip squad, and one third of the motherfucking insubordinate. You motherfuckers get it, man. DJ Soundwave, he said he's going to give Scorsese the fucking mic and let him talk his shit. You know what? fucking mistake you made on the infinite banner podcast the dj soundwave think that i couldn't come on his show and talk about wrestling or talk about comics or talk about hip-hop did he not know that he brought the kingpin of crime on his fucking podcast to talk shit this motherfucker's out his goddamn robotic mind dj fucking soundwave you motherfucker scorsese bitch dream team bitch Shout out to the homie Jason Griff. Shout out to everybody else running with insubordinate. Alex Ludovico, the Fedora Boys. Nothing but X's and V's. We don't give a fuck about your vows. You'll figure it out when you get it, man. We going crazy out here. And thanks, Infinite Banner. Thanks to the homie DJ Soundwave. Guess what we get to do? We get to talk shit. All right, you tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. And right now, 
man, I'm just mad hyped to be bringing in two dudes right here. Zilla Rocka, Alaska, also known as Cargo Cults. Their new album, Nihilus Millennial, is out right now. Go cop it. We're going to play a couple uh-huh. joints here, and let's talk to them about that album and much, much more. Alaska, Zilla Rock is in the building. What's going on, dudes? Shins, man. How you doing? It's good, man. Good. We, we, yo, we're, we're proud to never be signed to Shady Records. Man. Ah. We, love we love this freedom. We love this freedom we have. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah if they ever approach me about this whack podcast, I'll tell them I'm busy. I, I can't do it. I, I like my three yeah, followers, they, so, you know, I'm good. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're going to sign you and sit you on a bench for three years, and then I'm going to put out nine albums, and then you come out, he's like, we on your album. Or your podcast, yeah, man. (laughs) So uh, let's talk about the album Cargo Colts. How did you guys put this together? How long has it been in the works, and how did you guys come up with the concept of it? I think. I mean, we when did we start working on this? Like around 2017, 2018, maybe. I can go back to my notes. I have my studio book. I list everything I do. So I'll I'll investigate this while while you you banter it out. Yeah. So so I think it started. After we started the podcast, but then again, I could be wrong about nah, that. No, it was too. before. It was before. Was it? Okay. So it before. we we had done some tracks together. Like you know, I'd featured on some of his records. Uh, Z featured on some of my stuff. He did a remix for uh, a song on. I was in a group called Words Hurt, and we had this album called Fuck That Pretty Boy Shit. And um, we had a song. I could curse on here, right? No, go ahead, man. Swear all you want. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so I um I had a song called I Love People with um Chris Oric, who was going by Red Pill at the time, and then uh, Z did a remix of it, and then after that he was like, Yo, you know, I was like, I like the way that shit sounded. Um and he threw me some beats. I was like, let's try to record some stuff. So he sent me like six beats, I think, which kind of made up the, a lot of the core of this record. You know, I think it was it was like UX, um, my G's too futuristic, Rommel Z, Joe McMillan. Mm-hmm. All power to all people, and I think like Pinky Toe was in there, and right. maybe that great rap duo were all in there. Um, so it was like that sort of just created the meat of the record, and like I wrote those in like two weeks, and yeah, then it was yeah. like one of those things where it's like this crazy like spewing of output, and then I had nothing for like two months, three months, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, like the rest of it filled out over the next like year or so. And then, you know, it's just a matter of like everybody getting, being able to get together, have the time to mix everything and get it ready to go. And luckily it still felt relevant by the time we put out the record. Ready? April 28th, 2018. I put a note, sent 10 beats to Alaska. There you go. It's my my studio book. How many of those 10 beats got used or or would you say, you know, at the top? Probably, yeah. Probably, I think probably about like at least six or seven of them. At least. Yeah, because I think... I think um, Woke is the new mixtape ended up being one of those beats as well. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, but that really that was actually the la- very last song that was done. Like that was done the day before we sent it out to be mastered. Right. Um, we had tried to do that song like six or seven times and it just wasn't working in the format that it was in or like the beats weren't working or my verses weren't working. Like there's always something off about it. And yeah. Um, Z like created a beat for me and I was like, all right, I'm going to try to rock it on this. And it just wasn't working. I looked through the old beats and I found that and I was like, this could work, but the beat is only like a minute and 30 seconds. So I took like a three minute song and like cut out the hooks, cut out all the fat and then just like put it into, you know, one, one verse instead of three verses. So it sounds like right from the jump, you guys had beats and and concepts all ready to go. But of course, as finalizing the album, that took a little more time. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think the beats were the beats were definitely there, and the concepts are just sort of like you know things I tend to write about a lot. 
Um, so it sort of just all, it all came together nicely. It was, it was pretty effortless, I think. What, what oh, yeah. would you say, Z? Yeah, it was like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like looking back at um, all of my, my notes from things I was making and recording back then. And I was just doing like the Career Crooks remix record. I was doing 96 Mentality. I was doing verses for Shrapnel. So I was just on some, all right, man, I'm just going to unload all these beats, whatever, you know, just throw it out there. Who, who cares? And uh, and then all of a sudden you started like hitting me back. And I was like, oh, OK, here's all these joints. They're fire. But I was so caught up in all the records I was writing where I was like, all right, like right, I'll just, I'll just keep these in the stash with him. Like, I'm not sure if we're going to do an EP or if I'm going to rhyme on a lot of this, whatever. And I just kept like slinging them back. And then he would just last go just, you know, texting me in the morning like he'd be on a train. Right. And he'd be like, yo, here's what I got so far. What do you think of this? And I'd be like, oh, OK. Like I, I, I wasn't even really paying a lot of mind because I was just like, all right, like I, like I trust him. You know, he's, he's a super experienced, like ill dude. So as long as he trusts me and he likes these beats, I'll just keep pumping them out. And he was like asking me for feedback on certain bars or certain lines or the hook was cool or not. Like just, just texting me the whole shit. And I was like, okay. But again, I was just kind of like, all right, like, like this is cool. Like this will be just some fun shit we do here and there, here and there. Um, so like his, his workload was so heavy and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I need to start taking it seriously, uh, on my end with, with production. And then like he said, like he just kind of like hit a wall with it, which is pretty typical. And then I, I think I, I think at that time I was I was doing the same thing I was working with Sean Wizard for our record and I same thing I, I came out crazy like doing like two three songs and then just like had nothing for like six months so it was the same thing it was like oh I get it I, I know what he's going through because I'm in the same boat you know writing for somebody else so it was cool but it was like it was dope just that organically just kind of like let these things happen and then in the middle of that you know. And like within a year or so we started doing our show and we started touching bit you know and it's now your focus is like on the show and thinking about that shit and then he just kept like chipping away chipping away and then finally we were like i was looking at my calendar like going into this year i was like yo like we, we, we got to put this record out now there's enough songs i'm like okay so we started saying okay what, what should we keep what should we get rid of what should we add who else should we get you know what, what are we doing so that there was a lot of even there's even like a lot of starts and stops with that like probably took like eight months just to figure out what to do you know like mixing and yeah. mastering artwork all that shit but once we kind of locked in on it, I mean, it was like a month of just solid work on it from all the design, everything and mixing it, man. It was done. Like, yeah. So it was, it was like a really, it was like a big burst and then it was like a big lull. And then it was kind of like in the back of my mind a lot and then the back of his mind. And then it was in front of his mind and it was in front of my mind. <laughs> and all of a sudden we just hit up the homies. They were like, yo, here's when we want to have it out. They're like, all right, bet. Let's do it. Boom. Done. So it was, it was it was fascinating. Like you, you know, my, my thing is bro, albums like that for me in the past would take four years. Like that's that's like a four year journey typically yeah. with all those stuff. You know what I mean? Like all the stops and start and all that shit. But now it's just like I don't know. I think I think it's like uh we're we're, we're like more focused dudes and how to use our time better. We both have jobs, we both have families. I'm going to school now. Um, so it's like when we have time, we have to take it. Like I think when I was younger, like time was time was everywhere. So I didn't have to worry about time. And because of it I wasted so much of it. Now it's like Alaska, would you, you say know, time up, is would you say it's, it's too valuable? It's probably too valuable to waste upon the fine. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like now For those, it's like, those you listening know, like, you might not catch that, but yeah. <laughs> it's a track yeah, off the I album. Wake up and I throw <laughs> wake up heads. And I just yeah, start writing. yeah I, I think the cool thing is that you guys didn't put pressure on yourself, or nobody else is putting pressure on you to hurry up and get this thing going, like to get it finished. Yeah. You guys, it it just kind of simmered and it it cooked like it had to, and and it came out yeah. like it did. And talking about your show, I forgot to mention it. Your podcast, Call Out Culture. You guys do that. Is yeah. that is that a weekly uh, podcast? How often do you guys record that? Yeah, we record every week. Yeah, sometimes we uh we'll we'll kind of like double up and then take a week off. But I, I don't think. 
I think when we first started, it's been about like a year and change since our first episode. We're yes. probably like 60 shows deep, but it's it's been dope just because now we're at a stage where we have like a Google Drive for like all of our episode plans and like booking people and having where in the past it was like i remember there'd be like day up we're like what are we going to talk about tonight i don't know whatever's pissing us off on twitter all right we'll talk about that (laughs) whereas now it's like all right boom we we got we're going to talk about our release we're going to talk about one of our friends releases we're going to talk about this this classic record we love or we're going to do like a mailbag like it's just it's it's still loose and it's fun between us and castro it's dope to look forward to every week now because like i said like we have like the next like probably six episodes right like planned yeah pretty much it's it's been it's become like a more organized affair yeah definitely it's definitely going in a nice direction i think i think it's like but it's like the writing process too right like when we first started it was all this energy then there was like a bit of a lull in the middle and then like sometime this summer we just like hit a stride where like we've been on a real good trajectory since then yeah probably Um, like may like probably may yeah yeah kind of jumped you know it kind of stepped up a level yeah and then it's you know so we're just sort of like riding that wave right now but it's real cool. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to like some of the stuff we have coming up in the, in the, in the future, in the next few weeks and months. Mm-hmm. I think it'll take us to a new, a new space, which will be kind of cool. Yeah, I feel you guys on that. I started doing this thing uh, February 2019. This this episode here will be number 53. So it's like every nice. other week that I do them. But yeah, I've got a 16 yeah. month old. You know, it's like like you, everything old. you guys are saying. I'm like totally relating to it, except that I don't do music. Um, that part of it. Yeah. So I don't even know how you guys juggle all that, spinning all those plates. But uh, I mean, just getting time to do this. You know, I'm doing this on we're doing this on a Sunday night. You know, at the end right. of the day. Yeah. You know, uh, just trying to squeeze it in. So you, you, man. Time is valuable. You guys, uh, time is too valuable. I don't want. I said that wrong. Time is too valuable. We can't can't <laughs> misrepresent the one of the bangers off of this this album right here. Let's talk about it. Thanks, man. Uh, one of the songs we're gonna play and feature in this episode is UX, and uh, that one, man, just just straight heat on that one. Talk about that record, guys. Yo, you know what's I, funny? I, I, I want to jump in on this one real quick. Uh, when 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 I, I made that beat is probably from twenty thirteen. Something like that. 2012, 2013, probably 2013, 2014. And uh, so when 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 I sent you that joint, I'm like, this is gonna be a banger. So then then you did it. And but again, I just forgot about it. Like in the, in the mix of us doing this record, it was just like I, I knew that beat inside out. Somebody else recorded something to it at some point. And then I was like, no, I'm taking that joint back. And then when we were putting the record together, I let Alaska arrange it. I was like, what should the first leak be? He was like, UX. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, sure, fine, whatever. And then people were like, oh, this is crazy. This joint is hot. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. All right, I don't even know. I don't know how, like, you know. Like, I'm, I'm used to doing the first league and no one cares. It's like, oh, okay, great. You know, yeah. Whatever. Once the album coming out or whatever, people were like, this is crazy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Lance has got his little puffy on. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the people want. Yeah, it wasn't the first song I wanted to leak, but I, I felt like the one that I wanted to leak, I, I actually wanted to wait until people heard the album, okay. um, which was all power to all people. Like, I didn't want to give that one away too soon, because I feel like, to me, that's like the best track on the record, mm. and I didn't want to give it out, but but UX is probably yeah. my second favorite. Like, I wrote UX, and my G is too futuristic, almost like back-to-back. There's like a real yeah. similar vibe between those two. Um, but I thought UX was like a little bit doper because it was is a bit more personal and it like told kind of like a cool story about, you know, like the evolution that we have as we we grow from like young young people into like old farts like me, like just sort of like, 
you know, like you kind of like go from being this jackass to like hopefully being solid. You Telling people like, to get off your lawn, like the first track. Still be a jackass. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's just like, just leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to like do my shit here. I don't got time for you and whatever the fuck your pet cause of the week is. I'm trying to do hip hop, kids. Get off my lawn. That's yeah, probably a terrible yeah, Clint Eastwood impression, but that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Making rap at 89 DPM. Yeah. Get off my lawn. Yeah. I can't rap fast anymore. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I hate trap hi-hats. Get out of here. There it is. I hate labels that don't represent underground. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, get off my lawn right off the bat. You just, you know, in case you're not sure where this album's going, it yeah. grabs you right there. Yeah, I made, oh, that, I made, I made that beat for Castro. You know that? that oh, that did was, you? That was, that was, I'm pretty sure that was on the batch. Because when, when, when I was doing beats for his record, Tosh, I was making all these like reggae dub sampled beats on purpose because that was going to be like the starting point for that record. Yeah. So I just I just made a bunch of beats called like Tosh One, Tosh Two, Tosh Three, Tosh Four, and uh, so the joints that didn't he didn't pick. I think I think my my, my homie Dewey, uh, Dewey Dewey Brian he did a record. Me and him did a EP called Different Drum. He took one. It's the outro on that record, and then I, I'm pretty sure this one was like. I th- I think I was still in that Tosh space. I think Castro was good with beats, but I was like, I I like fucking making beats with these samples. Like I love dub music, so I made it like in that Castro Tosh frame of mind. And I even hit at one point. I'm like, yo, uh, I just made this. I don't know if you want it. I don't know if you need any more beats. Like, nah. I said, I don't need any more beats. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it, I have it. And then uh, you picked it, and I was like, oh shit, okay, because I never I never really heard you on on that type of sample before. Yeah, I love shit. Like, I, I used to do a whole bunch, I did a whole bunch of shit with Jest like that. Uh, oh, really? Back in the day. Yeah, Jest, De- Jest does like a lot of weird, like super dark dub stuff. Like we had like a, like six or seven Hangar 18 songs and stuff like that, but it was just, it was way too dark for us. So, yeah. yeah. yeah well, you made a good job picking the beats, bro. Thanks, man. I, I, it's weird. Like every time I go to, I pick beats from someone, they're like, that's some shit that like, you know, I sent to like everybody else and nobody can do anything with it. Like, right, cool. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Speaking of picking beats, when Griffin Scorsese were on here uh, the last time, they were on twice, but the most recent one. You mean you mean when Scorsese was on? Griff, Griff was yeah, on. Griff was so, there. I think he yeah. even had the phone on mute at one point. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Griff, man. Shout out to Griff. Yeah. Oh, Griff, Griff on there. We, we, we text all day about that. No doubt, local I'm Chicago. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, you do you do a Scorsese interview? I'm like, it's just gonna be like you say what's up, and then. You just don't talk for four hours. Man, it was it was a it was a, a two hour <laughs> podcast. I think uh, he spoke eighty percent of it. So <laughs> it's it's no, all good. No, I love Scorsese. Yeah, he he's the dude, him. man. Shouts to But yeah, he had mentioned uh, for the old DeCamp Low track, and he said that you know Alaska was feeling that beat, and that's you know that's how that yeah. whole song came together. And for people listening to this podcast, we played that song on here, so people are very familiar with it. Uh, not to go get off of the Cargo Colts joint, but uh, Alaska, talk about that record because that one right there. It's just I'm a big Camp Low fan, and most of us listening oh, probably yeah. are. That was just that's a banger, man. Yeah, I mean, he sent me two beats, and I was like, "This is the one I want." Like, I never really rapped on a song like that before, and I was like, "I like this shit." Like, let's do it. And he was like, "Well, this is a song called Ode to Camp Low," and I was like, "Well, you know, sold. I fucking love Camp Low," and yeah. you know, so it just basically like it was just originally going to be two verses. And I was like, what's up with this last verse? Like, there's a, you know, the space for a last verse. What's going on? He was like, I don't, you know, maybe get somebody else or I'll do something. I was like, you know, let's just fucking go back and forth on this thing and wrap this shit up. Right. And he was like, bet, let's do it. And then, you know, basically we did that. We did another song on like um, the Counterpoint Remix Pump, which project, which was the same thing. Like, he'll send me a beat 
and we'll just text bars back and forth to each other until the song's done. We have another one on, um, he's doing an album with Chumzilla. Um, I just was down in Baltimore and recorded with him on that one. It's the same thing. It's just like he sends me a beat. I'm like, yeah, that's the one, like the weird one. Mm-hmm. And we'll just like go back and forth on it. It's like, cool. He did mention so, that Gucci Suede might have been on that record. I wonder if that's who that spot yeah. was for, maybe. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, I, word? Yeah. Keep it. So check, check this. So I, I did a joint with Gucci Suede, like what, six, year, six seven years ago called Chi-Town Drumroll. Yeah. So um, you can go check that song. It's off of my record, No Vacation for Murder. So we had Geechee on that, and I did a remix on SoundCloud just for fun. Uh, and then when Geechee came out with his solo record, it was like maybe like four or five years. It was, it was like some weird night. It was called like Nine Something, like Dark. It was like an FM station title. It was like mm-hmm. his first solo record. So then yeah. um, we linked up again. I interviewed him for that one. We were just like kicking it. He When when they were talking about doing the song, the Ode to Camp Low, they were asking me to get at Geechee. So I reached out to Geechee. I was like, yo, I was like, buddies of mine want to do some work with you. And he's like, all right, you know, put us in touch. And then I didn't know anything that happened after that. And the next thing I know, I hear Ode to Camp Blow what you want it. And then Chong was doing the cuts. Because Scorsese asked me, you know, to get at Chong. So I got at Chong for him, whatever. So I was like, oh, I was like, maybe they just wanted to have Alaska on there and they were doing Geechee or it didn't work out. I don't know what the hell happened. But I was when I but when I heard your shit on that, I was like, I was kind of salty because I was like, how are you going to ask me to get the Geechee feature but you don't get me on the Geechee song? That's fucked <laughs> up. But then I heard what you did, and I was like, this is dope. Like, this shit is so fly. I was like, you say you said in one line, like, something, something fatter than Topag is tits. Dude. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of fat white girl. Ricky Lake uh, rhyme in there, too. Yeah. Ricky Lake. <laughs> Yeah. You say something like fat ass flat earth and all of my songs are, are, are monogrammed or something. Yeah, because it's like it's like the people that I mentioned all basically like fit that physical profile. <laughs> fat ass flat earth. I did tell Griffith Scorsese I had to Google Lana Sands because I couldn't remember who. I'm like, I know that name. Oh, wait, who is that? Is. Yeah. She's like a 90s porn star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a recent uh, reference, but neither was Darlene, you know, so. You got to clear your history, bro. Don't, don't have that shit in your search history. That was not history. I mean, I don't even think people find that anymore. That's like VHS stage. Yeah, that's under the uh, the magazines, right? Yeah, that's like my, my roommate went to class, and <laughs> we pulled this thing out. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll ask you guys this. This is funny. But my, my one homie lives down the street. Me, me and him went to high school and college together. And when we were in college, well, you know, this is like early, early, like late, early, early 2000s when, you know, porn was still like not just anywhere in the world you wanted it to be. And he had like his little stash in his room because he was still, we were still in a home. We were like freshman in college. So one day he comes home from work and his mom like was still cleaning his room and like folded all his clothes and doing all his laundry and shit. And she found his stash. Oh, and she just shit. said to him, she's like, she says, oh, some, some nice smokers you got there. She calls <laughs> smokers. Smokers. I was oh like, who calls? Your mom calls and she finds it. She's like, oh, you got some nice smokers there. No, I was like, oh, man. So, I don't know if anybody referred to them as smokers. That's I don't even know that. I don't even know why that even makes sense to call them smokers. I guess because you because you light up after you're done watching. I don't know. <laughs> They're just smoking hot. I don't know. Your mom's gonna agree with her smoking hot. That's true. Yeah, she probably had them in her own collection. Yeah, oh, man. man. That's that I can't even imagine how embarrassed he was. <laughs> he, he thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was funny too. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, shameless. <laughs> Nowadays, it's just clearing your history, like you said. It's not uh, giving too many yeah, secrets no. out here. We shouldn't be talking about all this because you know we all we all got families. We shouldn't be saying this. They don't listen. They, they don't listen. They don't listen. They listen. No, <laughs> they don't listen. So they're not interested. Man, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, my, my 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 mother-in-law was like, she's asking about like started playing my my podcast and listening to it, and I was like, please don't do that. Please don't listen to my podcast. That's not that's not healthy. <laughs> Or you find the one that's okay. Like, here, play this one. It's a good intro. Yeah, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, here's the one. Mother's Day episode. <laughs> here's where we talk about Dear Mama for two hours. <laughs> or you just yeah. record them, but you never posted it. The greatest rap song is dedicated to someone's mom. There you go. <laughs> oh, Get man. That's my business, number one. No, that, that's, man, that's that's when it got slept on because there was a nosy, nosy bitch. <laughs> K-Soul was trying... <laughs> Trying so hard. My business. <laughs> my business. He went from being a fugitive to trying to date somebody, and you know she wasn't. She wasn't having it. You're not good enough for yeah. my daughter. K Solo. No. I don't care how you spell I mean, my that name. Was the greatest or... thing about '90s rap, it was like you're on the run, and you have the nerve to be upset that this person's mom doesn't think you're good enough for a story. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dog. You have like, warrants out. <laughs> you, your your pictures in the post office. Right. <laughs> Come on, bro. And then he was spellbound. He's like, I'm just spell some shit now for three minutes yeah. straight. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's the case, solo, man. He ripped it on the uh, Muddy Waters album, man. Yeah. His voice sounded all weird, too, on that one. I was keep like, Keep keeping on. Yo, keep keeping on. He needed some water, but he sounded like K Shaft or something. Is that what he went by? Is that what it was? I think he called himself that. And then I didn't hear from him again. Hey, Shaft? Yeah, I could have sworn if you played a record oh, again. terrible rap name. I, I know, you know. Well, wait, wait, he, he was in Hit Squad, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was Hit Squad. He and, was Hit Squad, and then when they split up, he was rolling with Red Man. But he only, on Death Squad. He was on Headbanger, and then there wasn't a whole lot after that, right? Right. Yeah. I'm the yeah. original man, criminal. Science, but yeah, yeah. He was, I, I fucked with K-Solo. Yeah, k he was on a Red Man album. K-S-O-L-O. Yeah, no, he's he was nice, man. He had those two records. Yeah. It, it, time's up, and I want to. Was the first the first one called Spellbound or no? No, uh, I've never heard a Queso album. Oh, from, from start to finish. Never. I don't, yeah. I've never heard more than like three Queso songs. I think it's called Tell the World My Name is his first album. Yeah, oh, okay. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, Spellbound. Yeah, and you're not really missing much by not hearing a Queso record. Like it's okay. a real time and place sort of thing. It's like listening yeah. to Double X Posse. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so like you're not wow. you're not running out to get a Double X Posse record right now. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, yeah. He's he to me. He was more like he was like an act. He wasn't like an artist. He was like, yeah. he had a couple of style things that were dope and a voice, but like not really yeah. much to go back to. Nah, it was Redman that really when EPMD had their albums out and they had that guest guy. Like, who's this Reggie Noble yeah, dude? Like, he Cage. killed it on Business as Usual on those two tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, K Soul was basically their version of the Last Boy Scout. Ouch! <laughs> Last Boy Scout. Oh man, my hit squad. Yeah. He's like yeah. the hit squad version of oh, that Buster Rhymes' crew. Uh, oh, Rampage Last Boy Scout? Oh, yeah. The movie, the last one, Bruce Willis. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no nobody's talking about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rampage. Yeah. Last Boy like, Scout. Oh, okay, cool. It's okay, solo. I'm not really checking out his solo projects. There's uh, only one reason to watch Last Boy Scouts because Halle Berry plays a stripper in it, right? She's in it? Yeah, that's like her, I don't yeah. think it's her first movie, but it's definitely, you know, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't get naked to a swordfish. Yeah. Right, yeah. And that monster's ball, wow. Yeah. 
That was like the most depressing art, artsy sex scene I've ever seen in my life. Make me feel yeah, good. Was, I was just thinking about that. Like how like they kept like intercutting it with like her hands in a birdcage or something. I was like, what is this mean? <laughs> like, why is it's great? I, it's very confounding and bizarre, but it's like. Well, it's, and remember it's, Puffy's in that movie? He gets electrocuted the first like yeah. <laughs> None of us were happy with that. Like, oh man, good. <laughs> he's, he's like, yo, it's on par die. with like the Angel Heart. I don't know if y'all ever. Seen I that. love Angel Heart. It's one of my Angel favorite Heart. movies, dude. Angel Heart. Oh, with Nick like, Cage, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, no. Or De Niro. What's Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke and Lisa Bonet and Robert De Niro plays yeah. the devil. I mean, play Louis Cipher is what he calls himself. Yeah, Louis oh. Cipher. He eats eggs with <laughs> long nails. That's. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny about that movie? I, you know, you know why I know it, but I've never seen it. It was on my my Netflix DVD queue forever, and I, I and I just never rented it. Yeah, you definitely wow. need to check it out. Lisa like, Bonet got in trouble because she had a sex scene with Mickey Rourke, and Bill was all, "This is the Bill back then." I don't, you know, not talking about Bill now, but back then, you know, Bill was pissed off. Like you can't come back to, yeah, because it was a crazy scene you know when she was the good girl he, on... he, he was like he's like i wanted to drug her first right yeah, that's not cool. yeah. <laughs> i wanted to give her a little inflated i'd do that one right to you yeah, yep. psycho. <laughs> yeah he's really got some nerve right <laughs> he's like this, this nigga real guy got the fucking bulk you know flasm <laughs> hitting with the ether rag in the dressing room you know here she goes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> now we got to bring back Sandra for a major role. Oh, oh Jesus! Sandra and Alvin. Oh, yo, God. yo, let's keep this. Think about this, man. Let's really think about this. You brought up Bill Cosby, right? Think I'm sorry, this. by the way. No, it's cool. Let's keep this. He was famous since the '60s with I Spy, right? Yep. Famous, was, like on network TV, like 30, 50 million people watching the show. Okay, famous. Then, like all the like, my dad is like his comedy records from my, when my dad was a kid. Like all the comedy records. Then the seventies stretch, with even more specials and Fat Albert and all that shit. Then he gets the Cosby Show, which was the biggest show in the eighties. Like the yeah. like that and Cheers, like the biggest shows in terms of viewership, right? And while all this is happening, he is like blatant well blatantly definitely but he's doing all this shit to women for like 30 40 years right while he's the most famous dude yeah like when's the last time he was he was in obscurity like 1961 like think how crazy that is to be like everywhere he goes he's known and he's like i'm going to drug women and sexually assault them against like that's crazy. Like, think about really how insane that is. That would be like, imagine tomorrow, like Oprah was like, "Oh yeah, this whole time I've been like, like drugging kids in my basement and like shooting heroin oh, wow. at them or some shit." You'd be like, "What? This whole time?" She would be like, "Cuing on it's real." Rape for everybody. <laughs> I'd be like, "It's just, it's unbelievable, man. It's really when you step back and think about it, like, like even like when Dave Chappelle was talking about that shit, I wrote a special yeah. when he was like, this dude was doing Steph Curry numbers with rapes." <laughs> he's like he's like if you take away 30 rapes he still has two dozen rapes <laughs> wow. charges. i was like oh my Jesus god Christ. and, and the crazy like, thing is if hannibal burris doesn't talk about it on stage does is he even in jail because i don't think anybody cared like, no but here's the thing people I had to google it like, <laughs> i remember i remember when it was happening here in philly because um andrea what's her name she blew up his spot she was a temple i'm a temple grad so i remember getting the paper and reading this shit like the mid 2000s because i had just graduated temple 
And this motherfucker did my commencement speech at Temple, my whole family. But he kind of like, he's like, yo, they double booked me. I had to go to Johns Hopkins. He gave us like a fucking 10 minute speech and left. Wow. I was like, I was like pretty pissed. I was like, yo, Bill Cosby couldn't even like give me a good talk. <laughs> and then so within a year or two, her name, uh, Andrea Const- I think her name's Constrand. Constrand. She blew his spot up because she was like, a, she's like a volleyball coach, whatever. And he, he would be around the campus. So when I read that, I was like, oh, shit. But at first you're thinking back then, like 2005, like, oh, she's, you know, she's just trying to get money or something. Like, you can't even picture him doing this because he's like 70 at the time or whatever. How old he is. And she's like, no, nah, this whole relationship hit with him, all this shit. Then, like, it kind of, like, dragged on a little bit locally for a couple of years. And I think, like, he paid her off. I forget how it happened. And then when Hannibal did this shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's, yep, that's it. it was, yo, like, you know, I'm, I, you know, like. You that's know, an ether like, right, right there for you, by the way. That's, yeah, that's like, a true like, ether. <laughs> as, as we see in culture, like, like, bad, like, like, Chris Rock's, like, the bad guys win. Like, they're, like, the bad guys get away with shit. Yeah, you do. For a while. Yeah. But then, man, like you're not just gonna go to grave with this shit anymore. I was like, man, that was yeah. it was wonderful when they brought that back. But but when it came back up, I was like, I was like, didn't but I was back. But I was like, but I remember when it played out in real time here, when she was making, she was in court with this guy banging on him every day. I was like, I was like, why is this news to people? Back like when Hannibal said, I'm like, why why didn't nobody know about this? Yeah. So. Well, that's one of those things too. It was like one of those like known secret things. Like same thing with Harvey Weinstein. It's like everybody knew about it. But nobody did shit about it. Yes. Yep. It's unbelievable. It is crazy. Yeah. And hopefully Oprah, was, you're not doing those kind of things that uh, <laughs> still have put out there. <laughs> right. But like someone on, imagine someone on that level, like doing the shit for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. Like, like, like maybe the president. Right. You <laughs> I mean, yeah. that dude, I, I, I would not be shocked at all, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about that? Speaking of good guys and bad guys, Zillow, I got to talk about that Marvel vs. DC, another Griffin Scorsese collab here. Uh, that one, you know, being a comic book nerd, I was all over that joint. Talk about putting that song together with those dudes. Yeah, it was the same thing. Like, I, I mean, I, I've been getting beats from Griff since like 2005. So, I mean, I, there, there's, there's, I've, Griff's one of the type of dudes where like I, I get overwhelmed and stressed out from the sheer number of beats he, he sends me at times. And then like the library of Griff beats I have to where, Unless it's like go time, like I don't know what to do with all the beats sometimes. I'm like, I don't know what this is, or this is cool, but I don't know what to say. And then when when Scorsese came to me with the vision for it, I was like, perfect. I, I, I know exactly what to do with this. It was the same thing with like I was just writing back and forth, email with Scorsese. And then I was like, all right. Once once he started hitting me back with some of the references, I was like, all right, like this is this is now war. Like you're not gonna <laughs> say some of these names, and I'm gonna sit back and be like, you know. Batman and Joker in the Flash make a dash. Like I'm not gonna do that. Gonna, like, you know, what I mean, I'm gonna like really get deep. Like talk about Corvius Glaive or fucking Jay Garrick and all this shit. Like super nerd shit. Like heavy with it. And so I was like, all right, you're gonna take it there. Be cool. And so like like the response to that joint was crazy. Like I didn't I I had no idea like how many uh how many people would would enjoy would enjoy it. Shout it out. Give it props. Like there's a remix that Chumzilla did. Shout out to Chum. I think it's crazy. And uh, it's it's dope. Like I just, I love I love putting. I'm like I'm like you, man. Like I have like, I, I'm, as soon as we're done, I'm reading. Uh, Castro just gifted me um the old man Hawkeye book. Oh go, like, yeah, get ready for that old one. Man Hawkeye. And yeah, you read like, old I man Logan just, already too, so you're probably yeah, set yeah, up for yeah. it. Okay. He, he got me the first volume of uh, old man old man Hawkeye like back in like last summer. I think we all, it was me Castro and Small Pro went to go see the, uh, the Breaking Bad movie in the theater. The Netflix joint. So right. he was like, yo, I got a surprise for you. So he, he gets me that shit. 
And then I haven't seen him like I've seen him twice since COVID. So I had to drop off the cargo cold CDs for him to ship out a few more with some bundles he had. And he was like, yo, I, I, I haven't seen him to give you the, the second Hawkeye joint. I was like, ah, shit. So yeah, like it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like once you're in it, like you're a collector. Once, once you're following everything, it's going to come out in, in the music. So it was, it was genius to Scorsese just to make the, the whole shit, like me and you back and forth. Like, let's go. And I didn't know he was deep with it like that. I thought he was just, you know, like some MCU cat. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> you know, like going going to the theater with his kids, just watching know, movies like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like once he started hitting with like, like with like the, the, the writers' names and shit, and I was like, oh, okay. He was like Al Moore and Rick Remender and all these dudes. I was like, oh, okay. I'm gonna all right now. Now we're like really gonna be competitive. With Hopefully, Alaska's not uh, falling asleep with the comic book talk, but uh, you know, he's all he's a Star Wars dork. I don't, I don't oh shit, I'm a Star Wars nerd too. So we. You know, I'm cover all the bases here. Right, there it is. <laughs> I'm, Star Wars. I'm an anti. This my house is not a Star Wars. I forbid my son from getting into Star Wars. You being you serious, man? Yeah, I'm, he's I'm gonna he's gonna grow up and be the biggest Star Wars nerd ever because you forbade him from doing it. Now he know he knows. Like, he it's knows like the it's like the square pegs make round kids or whatever it is. Round yeah, round yeah, people yeah. make square kids. Nah, he, that, kid, that kid's already planning on going to Jedi Academy. For <laughs> nah, he's, he's, I'm good with all that. He's fine. He, yeah. If he wants to, that's fine. But I, I don't like. It's not like I don't have the. Tw- I don't have that shit around because I don't. I don't like it. So if he wants to start requesting it and getting it, all right, cool. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, some we're Target. Check out this Star Wars shit. Isn't this cool? Let's buy it. I'm like, nah. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> There's Taskmaster toy. You want that? He's like, yeah. I'm like, boom. There it is. I'm excited. I'm excited about this. It's task a taskmaster. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are always asking for that. <laughs> He's into it. He was like, all right. I was like, dude, he can do everyone's style. He knows everybody's fighting style. He said, wow. And I've never seen Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, but if my daughter grows up and she wants me to watch it, I guess I'll do it. But I'm anti those movies. So I guess I feel I watched, what you're saying. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? Like, Lord, Lord of the Rings now kind of occupy. Well, Game of Thrones now occupies the Lord of the Rings space where it's like it was really a big deal in the moment. But then once the last thing ended, you're like, no, nah, I don't need to go back to that. I'm good. Yeah, that's oh, fine. I'm yeah, Lord of the Rings was terrible. That whole trilogy was so bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I, was, I was like, I can't I can't believe I wasted nine hours of my life. Damn. Watching Good. I feel better about it now. My decision of never watching yeah. those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Alaska, I know you like uh, slasher flicks, and you know I'm a yes. big horror genre fan. Of course, in that time of year where you're stuck in the house nice. anyway, so you might as well watch you know some Freddy or Jason flicks or pop on yeah. the Omen watched, or The Shining. Um, I watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Two with my ten year old. Oh, nice. That's my favorite yeah. Jason. He's got the potato sack on with one eye. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I kept telling her because she's like seeing the hockey mask and she never saw it. We watched part one. She's like, Jason's a killer. I was like, all right. And it kind of sucks, right? It's not really that good. I mean, it's crazy. It's a crazy twist because it's like the mom in the blue sweater is like hey how's it going you know giant teeth or whatever and it's like she's the one been doing this the whole time and then she gets real clumsy she's been killing everybody like with with like precision and at the end of the movie she's like all clumsy could barely stand up but yeah i got you yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) but um part two is like legit scary and she was like dude you you were right that the sack on the head is so much scarier than the hockey mask you know what the scariest part of that movie is for me is uh when the girl and the guy are in the in his little cabin or his 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 house and you just see him in the window come in with the rake yep. i'm getting chills yep. talking about that shit right now man I was like, Yo, that part right there she's like why i was like it's it's the idea like you think you're safe and you just see the danger coming at you full speed right 
And that's yeah. what made Halloween so scary, too, with Michael Myers. He just said boogeyman. It's yeah. like just hanging out in the trees. You're just like, whoa. The, the she didn't like Halloween. I was kind of like, I was almost like, I'm going to disown you. Ooh. But, you know, but I think, you know, like, that's, like, that movie's, like, 42 years old now. Yeah. Is it? So, yeah, it came out somehow. Yeah, so Friday 13th Friday series is... And I got to interview Ty McLaughlin, who did part six, which is one of my favorite of the series. Oh, wow. nice. A lot of comedy in it. He he was able to yeah. juggle it with comedy and horror at the same time. And, uh, yeah, I had a blast talking to him. But that's that's one of my sleeper of, of the Friday 13th series. That's one of my favorite... Uh, sleeper cuts of nice. that one you know I, I feel like that movie doesn't get enough uh accolades because i feel like that one's really good really well done and it holds up yeah. pretty well did you ever listen to um paul rust and uh what's the other dude's name they did like a podcast about all the friday the 13th no i need love to get paul up rust. on that oh, i love him yeah it's so good they do like all 13 like the podcasts are longer than the movies <laughs> um, they're amazing but they're really good like they're they made me go back it's called uh, here it is Matt, with with Gurley and rust yeah. Okay. Or he's we trust with Gurley and Russ. Oh man, yes. I like that and title too. They have one too. called In Kruger We Trust. They, so every every season they got different seasons. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so wait, they break they, down all of they, them. Okay. Yes. Did they so, do so, the um, Halloween one yet? I don't know, but it says oh, season one season is in Borges. In... It says In Borges We Trust is season one. Then yeah. it says season three In Kruger We Trust. Oh man. So may, maybe maybe it's only Patreon or some shit. I yeah, know. I think I think it might be on Patreon. I'm Fam, these stuck. episodes are two hours and forty two minutes. Shouts to Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah two I, hours I remember it was like I was I was redoing like a bunch of like work at the house. So it was like uh, my wife and daughter would leave and I would just be like painting rooms and shit and I would just like throw them on and listen to it for like six hours straight. Oh, that's like oh, yeah. I, hope, I hope he does a Leprechaun series. I'm really excited about how he breaks down Leprechaun oh, in the man. hood. I never saw Leprechaun. You, you don't need to. <laughs> They're no, terrible. I as much. Did, did you ever see Terrifier? Nah, I definitely did not see oh, that you, one. You I love to... Terrifier. Really? Dude, Terrifier is my favorite slasher movie ever. What year is that from? Uh, it's from like three years ago. It's like oh, it's, oh, it's recent. Oh, that's probably why I don't know about it. Yeah, it's it. recent. And the killer is like... On on par for me with like Freddy and Jason and Leatherface, like he's top top five all time. Damn, he's a character named Art the Clown, and it's just like I'm freaking. It's just like relentless it. slasher movie. It's fuck. If you like slasher movies, watch it. Don't okay. watch it with your kids though. Yeah, That's like putting them in the same dope. categories like Rakim and KRS One as far as like MCs. Like yeah, no, dude, Slasher. Yo, you put I him mean, with the Hall of Fame like there. Benny the Butcher compared <laughs> with those guys. You hey. know what I mean? <laughs> no, yo, it's. It's legit. Like, he's fucking horrifying. Like, I left so uncomfortable after that movie. I'm writing it down right now. The yeah, last good horror flick that I saw this, was Train, Last Train to Busan, but I need to see that one. That's a good one, it sounds like. All right. I haven't watched that one yet. That one's pretty good. If you like zombie flicks, I like the zombie stuff, you know, Walking Dead and George Romero yeah, stuff. I just, but... I just watched this, this indie zombie movie on Prime called The The Night Eats the World. Did you see that shit? Oh, yeah. I just watched that shit recently. Yeah, how, how was that? I was it's telling good? you about that. Yo, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really like, good. It's just like a really interesting twist where the zombies don't make any noise. So it's like a yeah. dude in the middle of France, and he's like trying to survive. And yo, it's fucking cool. It's like hey, he's just basically like locked in his apartment. Yeah, and he's like trying so to like, be creative and like interested, and you know, just like trying to stay sane. It sounds like it would be if it feels real. Like that's that's what I would be. I would just lock yes. myself in my apartment because I think about that all the time. Like I just get enough food, turn the lock, right. you know, and don't open the door no matter who knocks on it. All right. <laughs> yeah, and then this and then this one, but like, the zombies don't go like oh, like they don't make any sound at all. It's like they're just standing there with their hands out, like with their mouth open. But no, it's it's fucking weird. Yeah, their teeth is the only sound you hear. 
Yeah, like we had that bite down, but you don't hear shit. And then yeah, right, right before we started recording, I was watching uh, Sinister with Ethan Hawke. I had, like, I had like an hour left. You see that one? I never saw that one. Oh, did you watch? Yo, did you see that one? No, I haven't seen that one yet Ew. either. No. Oh, it's, you know what? I, I'm not going to, I don't give it away, but it's like, it's like, a, it's like a haunted house type shit where Ethan Hawke plays like a, like a true crime uh, writer and he moves in this house where all these murders happen. And he moves in there on purpose to kind of like get his mojo back and like write about some shit. And uh, he's finding like these family Super 8 films. But, th- and he's putting them on. And they'll be like, you know, like mom and dad, like a kid on the swing and like a dad throwing a football. And then it cuts like some snuff film shit. What the heck? And they'll all be labeled like, like summertime 69 or like <laughs> family vacation 88. And there'll be all this fucking grisly horror, horrible shit that's happening. And he's trying to, and he's trying to like true crime it. Like, where is this happening? Who's filming this? That kind of sounds like you eight know, millimeter. Do you remember that movie with yeah, Nicolas like, Cage? Like, yeah, and... yeah, it's like that's a yo. I'm, I'm, it's like two hours. I'm like an hour and ten into it. I was like, yo, this shit is wild. Whoa, like I like nice. when Ethan Hawke just does like crazy shit like this. He did like The Purge, and he did um, what was that? What was that time travel movie he did? Oh, that shit was ill. What was that called? I don't remember. It, it's really nah, nah. It's not that. It's not Gattaca. Uh, it's got like a really interesting name and. Uh, fuck his name I'll, I'll find him it's uh, yeah. I, I have the internet in my predestination so, oh okay there it is did you see that shit no i need to, I, did, I got a list writing right now man because you know yo predestination but, is you know, darker the super put me on that joint man he was like yo you got to check this out i was like really because i have the thing with time, i think time travel is like super fucking lazy to put in movies <laughs> it's always like oh like nothing matters we'll just go back and fix it you mean like oh, end game we'll just... that's what i'm saying like i i i, I was listen I, I was all emotional theater. I, I fucking wept multiple times because it's the end of an era. But I knew going into the movie, I'm like, it's going to be awesome. Go back in time shit and everything's going to be, be fucking figured out and whatever. You know, I was like, it's kind of lazy. You know, it's not. Yeah, I fucking you know, hate those movies. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm just much. like, yeah, but I'm just like, here's the thing. But predestination is like the ultimate shit like that. We're like, it's just when you watch predestination, it's not trying to please anything. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like oh, like this is really neat how we're gonna nah. It's oh, it's like a mind fuck time travel joint, and like no nice. one ever heard of it. It's really cool. But I fuck with Ethan Hawke, man. I love it. Dude. Yeah, yeah it's training day. Have you seen the Hell House uh, LLC st- series? Damn, how was that? No, I'm definitely sleeping now. Yo, that movie fucked me up. Like I, I watched the first one, and like it was one of those was movies. It a I was show? Like, I was, it's a no, it's a movie. It's a trilogy. I haven't oh. watched the third one yet. I just watched the second one yesterday. But um, I watched the first one. And it was like I was real tired when I put it on. Like I fell asleep, and I woke oh, up, and there was just this image on the screen that just like left me fucked up for like two hours. I couldn't fall back asleep, so I oh. went back the next night and watched it. And I was like feeling mad, uneasy. So I didn't go back to like the second one for like a year. And I finally watched Damn. it yesterday. And that um, like shit. And my my studio is in the basement. Like I'm I'm upstate right now. I'm not in my place in Brooklyn. And like I have my my mic and shit in the basement. And it's like real creepy down there. And I was supposed <laughs> to record last night. And I was like afterwards, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not <laughs> I did. I completely bitched out. I was like, I'm not going down there. Cause it's like all these like dark corners and shit, and I'm like, eh, I'm not Yo, going down there. You you went down there like an '80s dad. You had like a yeah. flashlight, like a hockey mask. Like I'm from Brooklyn, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Yo, man. I gotta I got record. My, <laughs> Yo, I got my, my Yankee fitted, man. Get out. <laughs> I got some bars to drop here. Get out of the basement, yeah. please. <laughs> Yo, man. 
Speaking of bars, maybe get back to the album. You know, uh, great oh, rap duo, an, another joint yeah, that yeah. will play the podcast here. Talk about that record. That was a fun. That was actually Zilla's was idea. Dumb. Yeah. Was it? That was, I don't remember. Yeah, because you said you wanted to do something like, um, like uh, Ghost and Jada Kiss, like the way like they trade bars. You mean bar. Styles? Oh, styles? Styles and Jada Kiss. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so oh, I was like, all right, yeah. cool. So think, we basically each wrote a verse in that style for like the other person to come in and do the fills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what's the name? I, I think because me and Castro did it on uh, on uh, me and Castro did it a bunch of times, but then we we had we had done it right around that time on a Griff Company, yeah, on a joint two by four. So we were like writing like that, and then I was like, all right, though, you know, we'll, we'll fill each other's parts in. And then I think I think you had it done for a yeah. minute, and I was like, I was like, oh shit, this needs to be like really really hard. And I was like, all right, yeah. and like the way the way you set up, I'm like, I'm like, all right, it's a very like Alaska verse. It's gonna be dope. Like I'm gonna like hit them spots for you. Then I was yeah. like, all right, I need I need I need to give you like one of my shits, which like you know like a little in jokes in there or whatever. Um, but you you tailored it ill because you had like, that line about the Sixers. And I had that in there, and then you had shit that yeah. I didn't know what it was. I was like, I don't know what this reference is, but work. I'll say it <laughs> with the gusto. Yeah. And then uh, and then for your part, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have like you know sports shit and shit that I know you would like personally, like having little lines in there. And then uh, yeah, that, that was because I remember you know, I remember what it was. You, you I remember you had the hook or something first. Yeah. Yeah, and then you hit me with the hook. I was like, "Oh my!" You were like, "You said you said something about like, we're we're a great rap duo, like LP and Just, yeah, company." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I was, and then you had like the um, you had like like smooth like smooth the hustler and trigger. You had them in there, and I was like, "Yeah, like this dude is really like saying the the hottest duos. Like this is crazy." Yeah, and then I, so like the hook got me like I was like, "All right, well, this can't just be like you do a verse, I do a verse. Like this has yeah, to be special." Yeah, and then so then that's when I would say like I was like this would be any Mac and Memphis Bleak could have been should have been like, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like all right I had to put that in there like but that was coming off the hook what you said I was like oh this is yeah this is like intense this is fucking fire like can't stop won't stop all that puffing bass shit yeah yeah you masterminded that joint I was like, like you came through I was like okay I, yeah, I think I was, was like in a low writing like mad other shit and I was like oh this is fun. Man, yeah, that song really came together well, and I feel like that's a good song to introduce people to. We'll play that in the uh, the episode here for people. You heard that song. Nice. You hear the two dudes talking about it right now, the great rap duo that is Zilla Rocka and Alaska. And uh, yeah, I talk about another record on there, and you mentioned it before, All Power to All People. That was another one that really caught my attention as well, and that one really fits yeah. you know, with everything that's going on. Talk about that record, too. Um, well, I wrote that. That was one of the first ones I wrote as well. That was back in, like, 2018. And... Um, you know, I think like, you know, I think like one of the things you see with a lot of like people rap, they're sort of like very heavy left leaning. And I think like I'm kind of like I am like definitely like left, but I'm also like I have hints of libertarianism in me. And I think like one of the things that I saw a lot at that time was like people that I know like calling for like censorship and shit. And I was like, yeah, it really bothered me. Right. Because right. that's not something that should be coming from my side. Like, people shouldn't be calling the censor shit. Because, you know, like, what we were seeing at that time was, like, you know, you had jackasses like fucking Milo Stepanopoulos and that shithead Richard Spencer, like, going to college campuses and people fucking losing their minds and shutting down his, like, talks. And that was giving them a profile. It was, like, boosting mm-hmm. their profile. It was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then finally somebody let them talk. And you realize they had nothing to say. They had nothing interesting. They had no good ideas. And they fucking vanished. Right. So it's like sometimes you need to like let these ideas out so people could actually see how fucked up they are. Good point. Because when you start being like, that's forbidden, that's like, this is like, I mean, think about like, you know, they didn't like, like nobody learned that lesson from the 80s where like we have to ban this music 
and all the music got much more popular once people started going to ban it. And like the same shit happens because when people start telling you what you can't listen, it becomes this thing that you have to see. Um, but also like people were doing the shit like they wanted to like ban like Facebook. They wanted to like have censorship on Twitter. They wanted to have all the censorship. And at that same time, like good things were happening on those sites. Right. You were learning about the Me Too movement, like the Black Lives Matter movement was was reaching like sort of critical mass um, when when Trump launched the fucking fucked up plan to like ban people from coming into the country. People use Twitter and they use Facebook and they fucking mobilized and they showed up at airports. Right. To like shut that shit down. Right. And be like, nah, you're not getting away with this. Yep. You know, like, you know, it helped spread like, you know, help spread like the the gospel of gay rights, it starts spreading like, you know, the idea like trans lives matter. Like all these things were happening because of Twitter, because of Facebook. So like people wanted to like take these tools and gut them because they were scared of like fucking Richard Spencer. And it's like, exactly. you, to, to get rid of that, like one asshole, you're getting rid of all this other good that's happening as well. So it was like, to me, it was like, it was really like counterproductive, like the conversation that was happening. Like people were willing to like give the government the power to say to tell you what you can say it's, and it's like look who's in power yeah look who's in power right now like that's who's going to determine what you can say not you not like you and your 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 friends on twitter that think like that's fucked up like that's the person that's got to determine that and like it, it just was like all of that shit like was really like going on in my head when that when, when i wrote that song and it was like it just it really left it bad it still does to this day like when people are on that shit where it's like you know, we have to like ban all this, and it's like you can but cancel you culture, that, all that stuff. Yeah, you realize you're setting a precedent, right? And it's not always going to be you that's making that decision based on that. So that was sort of it for me. Like that's really what that song was about, and I knew it was going to like I I don't know I felt like it was probably going to ruffle feathers. That's why I wanted it to be the one when people hear the album that they'll think about it when they hear the album versus it being like the first single, right? For the record. People be ready when you hear this album. It's out now, right? You can yeah. get it digitally and yeah. uh, vinyl as well, CDs. Just, yeah, CDs just almost, CD. We only have a few CDs left. We're almost sold we got, out. Right. Shit, we got, I can count them right now. We have five CDs left in existence. Metal tins. Yeah. That, the with, crazy with the packaging. On the yeah. Inside. yeah, all the, all the velvet joints, they're going forever. And then uh, there's exactly five. So there you go. Yeah. Get them water hot. 19 bucks on wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. No streaming. Maybe vinyl someday. That'd be cool. Some stuff. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but for now, yeah, that's it. Bandcamp only, and on our shit. Yeah, that's that's it. We're selling it ourselves. Bandcamp is what yeah. it's all about. I love their app, and yeah, the, the, get all the music right away. Just a uh, just a great platform. Talk about anywhere else. Yeah, you guess is everything on in Bandcamp. All the other stuff you've done is past projects as well, or yeah. I mean, everything I've done is in Bandcamp. Um, I don't really have much on any streaming services at all. Uh, there's like I think the words heard albums are on streaming services, but that's it. But everything else is Bandcamp only. Yeah, I'm, all my shit is everywhere. Services. My shit is everywhere. Uh, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, like there's there's shit I have like only on Bandcamp, like remix projects, couple EPs. Um, but they're available there, and then all my shit's on Bandcamp. I mean on Spotify and Apple and YouTube and wherever else. You guys got some feature projects uh, you're working on that you could talk about at all? Anything else coming out soon? Alaska, you got nothing, right? As usual. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm working on some stuff, but I I, I given the uh, the heads up earlier that I don't like to talk about anything until it's right close to done. It's based on like past history. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, I got I got my my record Midnight Suns with DJ Chong Wizard dropping October 30th. Okay. 
uh, records. Fucking, it's it's my first time ever just on vinyl by myself, like for a full album. I've been on, I've been lucky to be, be on people's records that were on vinyl, a couple of remixes on vinyl and on seven inch. But I've never had like my own project on wax my entire life. That's dope. So, this is my first time. Thanks, bro. This is so. I, again, I started making that record right around the time me and Alaska started making that record. Yeah, uh, 2018. So um, that record, shit. I, I can't give away too many details on it because me and Chong are like teasing shit out. Like every, like once a week, we're putting out like variant artwork, and then we'll we'll leak the track listing. But it's gonna have like uh, honestly the most insane, like high quality, sick fucking merch I've ever had. Like hoodies, hats. Uh, all. I mean, it's it's a it's the typical rollout shit that everybody has, but. Everything we did for this one, like we, we took a lot of time with it, so I'm I'm really excited for people to people to check it. But you know, I'm 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 lucky that the Cargo Colts record is here. Where like I I never produced the record for anybody else, like front to back. I mean, there's you know I've, I have plans on doing it many times, but it never came out that way. So it's it's dope to have like a time where Alaska is the star on the Cargo Colts record, and it's all my beats, and we work closely on it. And then at the end of the month, I get I get to be like the featured dude rhyming over all time with your beats. It's, it's it's really I'm really like a lucky dude to have all this lined up this month. Man, just That's bookending awesome. October like that. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, yeah it just it all came to pay. It was strange. Like it wasn't even mapped out. Like I like I, ideally I would like to space it out more, but the response to the Cargo Colts record has been so hot, like from jump. Um, and so I'm hoping I can carry over to the Chang Chang record, even though it's very very different, but still, you know. Like top shelf East Coast rap. There you go. Um, Could you expect any visuals from Cargo Cults at all? Any kind of videos or anything like that besides the? Uh... I don't know. Um, we talked about it. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Okay. I just we haven't talked about it at all. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm of the mind like well, videos. Like I, I've done so many videos, and I, I haven't seen like a unless there's like a, an amazing idea that you can accomplish pretty easily. I, I like I haven't seen like videos significantly like harm or help a record either way like in my career. So right, like yeah. there's some I did where, where they were like elaborate like two day shoots like seven locations we spent all this money and then they they came out and it was cool and then the same exact thing like nothing mattered. So it's like yeah. like YouTube's in a weird place like I don't I don't even know like what what YouTube means anymore like it did three four years ago you know what I mean yeah like like it was yeah. the biggest fucking thing for a while but now everything's like uploaded to Twitter and Instagram. And TikTok and shit, like where people are watching videos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you say? Yeah, I'm also real partial to like not being available to people. You know, sort of like, <laughs> but like just sort of like having like some mystery. Like I don't know. Like I feel like I don't want everybody knowing what I look like. And you just did head. a video shoot. You're saying I know, but it's you like you know, just did a video shoot. Like, oh, I know, but go check me the new fucking Scorsese video. <laughs> <laughs> I did it's see like that. Yeah. Podcast. Here I'm on my yeah. weekly podcast. While I'm but that's like that's good for like the next seven years. I don't need to do another one. <laughs> okay. You're like a cicada. You only come out every so many years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like no, a you, gypsy you, moth. Yo, you were my fucking guard of waiting world where he's just like people just want to sell out. You know, that's just like sad or whatever. He's wearing a fucking Reebok outfit. Like that's you right here. I'm all about missing <laughs> podcasts on my weekly podcast on Twitter daily and in a video. Sure. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> all, all this talk has got to give me a headache. Here, here, Wayne, take two of these. Buffering, little, yellow, different. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. So, where can people find you guys on social media and also the podcast? 
the Call Out Culture Podcast. That's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, that's where you go, right. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, Call Out Culture is everywhere. Yep. That's like anywhere you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find Call Out Culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And we have a, a, a Twitter handle for that. It's uh, Call Out Culture Pod. Call Out Cult. Oh, is it? Call Out Cult Pod. And then I have my own Twitter feed, which is – sorry, I got to look it up. It's uh, Alaska underscore Atoms, A-T-O-M-S. Um, and there, and then you, nobody can have my Instagram because that's just like pictures of my kid. I constantly get people like trying to fucking friend me on Instagram. <laughs> and just deny it. It's one of my favorite things because like right in my bio, I'm like, don't fucking try to be my friend. <laughs> I don't know you. I'm not letting you be my friend. It's like pictures of my daughter. No yeah, visuals, like daughter no friends, none of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can get at me uh, on Twitter and, and Instagram the same. My shit's the same. Zilla Rock, two L's, two C's. You can get at me on Instagram. You know, if you slide my DMs all wild, like I, I will block you. There you go. And same thing with my, with my Twitter. If if uh, yeah, my Facebook shit. I, I probably should utilize it more. I mean, I'm I'm on Facebook like twice a month. So if you hit me on, <laughs> and there's people that hit me on my Facebook yeah. music message page, and we'll say like really flattering, like nice things, or like try to work with me or some shit. And I'll be seeing it like six weeks late. And I'm like, yo, my bad, dude. Like, here, just here's my email. We can talk business. Or you just want to kick it. That's cool. But yeah, you can get at me on the Morning Clock Culture Podcast with Curly Castro. Uh, and you can get my solo shit too on Bandcamp, uh, $3pistol.com. And then everywhere else. And then, uh, yeah, Cargo Colts, uh, Midnight Suns record coming out. We have, yo, we've had a good year, man. Record crew. We got the yeah. Raheem's Lament record that came out in July. We had. Or August, I think. Then we Blue have the Edwards. Blue Edwards record with, with Castro and Small Pro, which is Fire and Shrapnel, which I think is still, I think it's probably still the best record this year. Like, I really, there hasn't been anything yeah. that has passed it for me. And then, uh, what else, man? Shit, that's, it's a lot of music, man. It's, it's been a good time. Just people want to, people want to support us on Bandcamp, like on Bandcamp Day and then the podcast. It's just like, it's a really dope time to, to hit, hit your stride, like artistically and podcastily. It's <laughs> <To be, laughs> a word now. Be, you know, my podcast, at least speaking, you know, I mean, we're we're at, you know, our, our, our plateau potentially, but nah, but uh, yeah, so that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're busy rap dads out here. Before I yeah. let you guys go, I have to bring this up because Griffin Scorsese, man, they completely shit on Juice, which is one of my favorite movies. Are you guys in their camp or are you guys on, on my side? Do you guys like that movie or is it? As bad as they they claim that it is, they they really they really shit on it, man. Well, the, uh, the funny thing is, I have a song with Griff called Juice that samples Juice, so I don't know where he's coming from. And, that and my, my thing is, our name is Wrecking Crew because of Yo Q Wrecking Crew. That's what I was thinking of when you said Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Made me think of that. Yeah, right. Exactly what yeah. that is. Like our our old icon on Bandcamp Forever was a picture of all four actors from Juice. Like that used to be our profile pic for years. Was Bandcamp Forever is my favorite Bandcamp album. Bandcamp forever. It's the <laughs> double dip. It's in the, the Bandcamp chambers. Yeah, double CD. <laughs> Get all the education you need. Uh, I think Juice. I think Juice is like. I think. I think I remember listening to what Scorsese's point was, why he thought Juice sucked, and I can't remember what Griff's thing was, but I. I remember like when it came out. Remember like people were getting killed over the movie or something. There was like shootings and shit. Remember that? Man, I'm trying to it remember. Was, it was like a dangerous movie. Where people were saying like, um, "I got the juice now," like wasting people and shit. Oh, like wow. teenagers were fucking killing people and saying shit that that Bishop was saying in the movie. You guys remember this? 
No. I have to go back I mean, and research it's all, that. It's only 28 years ago. You don't remember this thing? Right. Right? Yeah, I, mean, right. I remember. I remember like the, it happening around Boys in the Hood. I don't remember it happening around Juice. Yeah, like you know, people, it, it was like because they were like going to ban it or make it NC-17 or not. So, there was like some shit when it came out. I think on video, like kids were getting it and stealing it and like saying the lines and killing people or some wild shit. So I remember like feeling like, oh my god, like this movie's dangerous because I was like 10 <laughs> when Juice came out. But uh. I, you know what's ill about it? Like, I, I mean, I think I don't. I can only speak from my experience. Like, one of my best friends decided to become a DJ because of that movie. Like, he watched DJ GQ. Yeah, same here. And now he's like he's like a powerful high end executive at Columbia Records or whatever. And it all started from Juice. Like, Omar Epps is the shit. Like, Omar Epps is dope. Like, I mean, Pac. Uh, you know, I mean, are we, I mean Special Ed like gave an Academy Award winning performance, if you ask me. Special Ed. I like Special that. Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, EPMD like, were at the art. bar when Blizzard was holding it up. You know, yeah, I remember that. With, yeah, a oh, Blizzard. <laughs> Blizz. Blizzard's in there right now, sticking the place up. Yo, why are we ain't going? Yeah, like that's just. I mean, like that's why we called our our wrecking crew project Raheem's Lament. It's got the, it's got Raheem from the cover from Juice on the cover. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It's very like I mean Sam Jackson's the opening. Everyone. I forget, I gotta go back and hear why Scorsese said that. He just, yeah, that's just that's just. It just caught me off guard. I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, whoa. I mean, I didn't know we were talking about you know uh, Beat Street or something. Like I know there's there's aspects of that movie that are cringeworthy now. We try to watch it, but man, you know, yeah. Like, what is it about? I don't know what it is. I, you know, what's interesting. I I think it's actually when I when I thought about it recently about bishop we, we we did a tour to west coast we called the roland bishop memorial tour this is like six seven years ago and uh and i remember we were talking about it on the road and i was realizing that juice is actually like from like he like bishop is basically like a school shooter he's like the archetype for what would become a school shooter where like he's a total bum yeah like his his family he has like his, his dad has like some i don't know what's going on with pops and then he just gets his ass beat by Rodimez, and it's, and he's like the butt of the jokes around around his friends, where Steele's always like, you can't walk down your block without getting fucked up by Rodimez. Like, all the sprinklings are there of him becoming a school shooter, if that existed yeah. in 1992. And then when he gets his hand on a gun, he's like living out all the fantasies and dreams where he's watching that old school James Cagney shit, the White Heat movie or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. Top of the world, Ma. Yeah. Killing everybody. Yeah, yeah, and like having fantasies of going out blasting. And it's like that's very much what them kids did at fucking uh what's it called? Uh Columbine. Columbine. It's like it's the same shit, except he's a hood dude in, in Harlem, wherever the movie's set. You know what I mean? Whereas like GQ is like having sex with a forty year old. He's like sixteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. He's yeah, living in Vogue. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. He's banging her and then Raheem is like the handsome, like light skinned dude who everyone likes him. And Steele's like 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 the funny like dude you fuck with, but you love him. He's making everybody food. You can crash. Like Bishop brings nothing to the mix. Nope. Except like danger and death and despair. Man, it's you know crazy. I mean? So if you look at it through him, like if the movie's really about him becoming what later would become, but he's just like you know a hood shooter or however you want it. I, like what 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 is his goal? Like to be a rot? Like to be a stick up kid? Yeah, like, it, it, it? he goes from like you know from being whatever he was before, and the movie starts to like just yeah, you're right. Just wanted to like take everybody out and just be mad, violent, and I don't know what his end game is at all. Yeah, like you he's know? not trying to be like yo, we're we're gonna rob these five places and make sixty grand in a day. Right. It's not a heist. He's not a heist guy. You know what I mean? 
that's not really what he wants to do. So I think he just wants to kill people and then get killed. Yeah. And that's what happens. You know, <laughs> boom. Deal with that. Spoiler. Thing. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. 28-year-old movie. We'll go watch it. We'll watch yeah. it again. Okay. <laughs> now, I like it, man. It just caught me off guard, and I was just wondering, I wonder what these dudes think if they're in the same yeah, camp. Yeah, I think as I was watching Dishes when I heard them say it on your show. Yeah. And I, I almost just, like, walked out of my house. Like, I can't believe someone I, I trust is, is speaking like this. <laughs> Like my hands be all wet dripping on the floor. I can't deal with these guys. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched Juice in a while, but it has to hold up better than Boys in the Hood does. Boys in the Hood to me is like an after-school special. Yo, it's one PSA after another. Where Minutes of Society, I always said, is like it makes Boys in the Hood feel even more like a, <laughs> a uh, after-school special because Minutes of Society is like if you like Boys in the Hood, this is like times twenty, like what that movie is. Yeah. It's on another level in the soundtrack, of course. And that's the thing about those movies, you know, especially Juice. The soundtrack was just so damn good that a lot of times yeah. the movie got overlooked because you like the soundtrack so much. Yo, is, is No the Ledge the best Eric B. and Rock Kim song? I tell I people all the time my favorite Rock Kim song is that one. It's got to be. It, it's, it's, it's definitely my top three, but I would probably pick that as my favorite. It's up there. I mean, let the rhythm hit him up in that area, too. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many I'm, good I'm songs big, on that I'm, one. I'm a big uh, I Ain't No Joke guy. I'm a big I Ain't No Joke Yeah, well, the way it ends with the explosion and everything, and the video, yeah. of course, at Flav, you know, it's, the whole thing is just, yeah. Well, right, you know, Rock Kim, mean, those first two or three albums, you can't go wrong with them. And then, yeah, the, the Juice Joint. Yeah, is, and Ghetto is fucking up there, and Mahogany. Yeah. Uh, that's the best love song ever. It's the best rap. Oh, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Tell me I ain't finna Mahogany. Dude, we opened up for Rock Kim last year. He, he did 15 minutes on stage. Oof. But he was with the Soul Rebels band, so like they were like cranking all night, and he just came up in there 15 minutes, and then wow. the whole crowd just did all lyrics, and he, and he dipped out. Jesus, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "How much?" I was like, "We were rocking all night," and then he he you know he came out last. Night. I'm gonna tell you, he came. I was in the I was in the uh, staircase like where the artists are at the artist entrance. I'm on the staircase like second floor of the staircase, and. All of a sudden, the doors swing open, and Rock him's like running up the steps in front of me, with like his his hype man or security dude, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Yo, peace, Rock." I was like, "Yo, I, I, I love you, man." He's like, "What's good, baby?" And gave me a pound. I was like, "Oh shit!" I can't believe this happened. You haven't washed your hands since. <laughs> I was like, I was so drunk. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "What am I?" He had this huge fucking like leather jacket on and the Yankee fitted. And I was like, yo, like he has like this magnet, magnet, magnetic aura. Like when you see this guy, you're like, oh shit, like that's Rob fucking Kim. It was crazy. Yeah, he's. I think no, I don't think he, I don't think he didn't know the ledge, but like, musically, when you play that song now, like there's so many parts to it. There's like the flute breakdown. There's like the fucking bass line in it. There's just like the way he arranged that beat is amazing. You know, the rhyme is amazing too. Like I want to hear his beats. I want to hear what beats he just has. He made. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He was he was doing all the beats. Yeah. Amazing. It's crazy, man. I mean, every time I drink juice, I think of you know that that sip the juice. I got enough to go around. I I said it to my daughter the other day because I was putting juice in a little bottle for her. I'm like, here you go, <laughs> sip the juice. I got enough to go. She don't know the reference yet, but she'll know. Soon. No, that's cool. Or she'll hate it. <laughs> she'll hate hip hop. I don't know. <laughs> Daddy's music like sucks. That, no. It's not no, mumble enough. Him, yeah. I know. Come on. <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, mad, mad, uh, mad honor to talk to both of you guys, man. This is really cool to get you on here, talk about movies. We talk about the album, of course. We talked a lot about movies and stuff too, man. About and, Bill uh, Cosby, 
Yeah, Oprah's you know People doing something crazy that you know you might have broke some news here. Yeah, I mean these are these are hot topics that people are talking about today. This is what's in the tweets. Yeah, this is. They still want to know. They still want to know. I mean, hip hop is the CNN of the streets, you know. (laughs) And then there's this. (laughs) And then there's this. But yeah, definitely check out this album. I mean, uh, people, if, if you're if you're sleeping on it, you get awake now. Right now, and that's, that's horrible English. But go check out right. <laughs> Carco Colts, Nihilus Millennial, Zillaraka, Alaska. Uh-huh. This album right there is just, you know, fire emojis all over the place. Just, you know, big oh, up, man. I, I go with the lava. Thank you. That, that's my favorite. Or the coffins. The coffins the, are a good the, one. No, the, 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 the volcano joint, I should say. I go to volcano. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Ele- elevation. Nice. It's all about progress. And don't try to follow Lasky. You don't want to know you. And he's no visuals. Nope. Leave him alone. Yeah, no. <laughs> no visuals. You Just, can follow me on Twitter, and you can see me like retweet stuff, stuff about the Jets. I'm QAnon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> all you talk about these days. It's all QAnon. Oh man, man, yeah. those are my Q. notes. It was Bill Cosby and QAnon. Those are like my first two things to ask. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. in a good press run lately. This is what people want to hear. Yeah, that's you know, I mean, it's timely stuff. <laughs> That's what the album's about, right? It's about what's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Technology. The world, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're lifting the veil. <laughs> and then put it right back deep, down. Deep state rest. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're exposing them. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yo, big up for coming on here, and definitely go check out Call Out Culture podcast with these dudes, along with Curly Castro. You know, they're bringing it every time they do one of those episodes. So yeah, once again, big up. Thanks for letting people know that Juice is not a big pile of shit. It's actually decent, and it could be on your shelf next to New Jersey Drive. That's the one Griffin Scorsese yeah. really liked. Uh, yes. All right, sure. <laughs> But, you know, big up again for coming on here. Really appreciate it, guys. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, no doubt, man. man. Yeah, definitely. Let us know when you guys got something else coming out. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely help promote it. Let people know about the uh, the next projects you guys got coming. That's what's up. That's up. You got it, man. All right, peace, man. All right, man. Thanks, man. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Once again, mad honor to have talked to Zilla Rocca in Alaska. Go check out that album, Cargo Colts. It's called Nihilus Millennial. It's available on Bandcamp. We played a song earlier in the podcast, great rap duo. Right here, we're going to play another track, another song I really like off this record. We talked about it in the interview. This one here is called UX. Straight heat, fire emojis, coffin emojis, volcano emojis, like Zilla said, all of that. Check this record out right here. And the other side, we'll talk about a few other things before we get out of the Infinite Banter podcast. So here we go. UX from Cargo Colts, their album Nihilus Millennial, Zilla Rocka, Alaska, Infinite Banter Podcast. Yeah, it's Alaska and Zilla. Zilla, Alaska. That makes Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were nerdy fucks thinking it was super cool. Get there for the outdoors, sort of like a Subaru. Patagonia, we mixed for paragons of paradigm. A perfect marriage with a horse and carriage like a Cameron Rhyme. It's maritime, it's nautical, it's morbidly obese. The fattest shit this summer, yo, I'm stuntin' with whole week. What? Yo, that means I'm making bread, kicking off like the cake boss cults, that is a race ahead. Faces led when these fuckers swung the races at us. I got lucky, only caught my knuckles, but filleted my hat, cuz that was back with Brett and early Giuliani days with Julian Assange with conspiracies and chronic case. That was in my college days, now I'm on my Colin Hanks. Colonize the cul de sac, the cul de sacs is Ganja K. Wait, wait. 
Let's get back to the nostalgia rap, the salad days and nihilism, New Eureka biorhythms, Alphabet City the night before I laid my outfits out, suede tins, beige, black leather with the white stitch, and always keep the threads fresh, always keep a fresh press, little macchiato wreck a sweater with some fresh step better as I age, you could say an ice pour of vino, the kind of rough so Tony touch when he plays Puerto Rico, when life is born, stir it up, get on your Steven Biko, when all you do is watch the baby pop, your life's a peep show, so how's your you? So how's your UX? Life is an emergent tech. I suggest you wander if you haven't found your purpose yet. So how's your UX? Life is an emergent tech. Only now that I'm older that I have this overstanding. The most interesting people, they had the most damage. When I was most candid, landed in my whole skin. The way I am now is so different from the old so Tim who took the aid and notion to post up in Jeff's studio. I was truly gross and girls this be called the bougie hoes. Learned that from cool G rap, cooling out like new edition. Now I'm sort of different, dog. I've gone in court and wisdom. 40 in a court with hoist the toilet Gordier. Only Gordier, of course, because I'm trying to save my crew year. A new year, a new me. You get the point like cool C. A story of success, so I guess this is. My juicy. And this career is like Kabuki theater. To do it right, you best deliver like your Mookie wearing a Jackie jersey or like the artifacts from Jersey. Wrong side of the track, and it's a fact that I be classic clearly. Better as I age, you can say a nice poor Ravino. The crowd erupts like Tony Touch when he plays Puerto Rico. When life is boring, stir it up, get on your Steven Biko. When all you do is watch the baby pop, your life's a peep show. So how's your UX? Life is an immersion tech. So how's your UX? Life is an immersion tech. I suggest you wonder if you haven't found your purpose yet so how's your ux life is an immersion tech yo it's your boy moff checking on infinite banter with my man dj soundway make sure you check out the branched podcast hello world i'm maddie and i'm doug and this is branched podcast every week we talk about everyday topics and issues and explore how they interact with the world at large Join us each Thursday as we discuss topics like bird scooters and tattoos and Disney Channel. So many things about Disney Channel. Oh my God, forever about the Disney Channel. We talk about queer issues and sex. We do. Anything that you can possibly think of and more. As best as any two people can. (laughs) Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's right. Bye. Bye. Infinite Banner, man, wow, what a name, I love that. Yeah, man, I've been from Maine to Spain and deep down in the Ukraine from ocean to ocean to coast to coast, north, south, east, and west. The one place I've never been is to the Infinite Banner. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that's Kirk Acevedo saying it is time to go, and I am definitely going to do that. That is exactly what I am going to do. Big up to Alaska. Big up to Zilla Rocka. Cargo Colts in the building. Their album, Nihilus Millennial, is out now. You heard a couple songs from that album. Go check it out now on Bandcamp. Just a really, really good album and something we need at this time. That song, All Power to All People. Definitely need to seek out that record. And I like how they helped me uh, make sure that Juice was solidified as a classic. They definitely brought it back. So Griffin Scorsese, looks like you lost that battle there because we talked about Juice and it seems like we are in agreement that it's a good movie. So we'll see uh, what happens next. (laughs) Next time Griffin Scorsese come on, they might find another hole in it that I don't want to know about. But anyway, that's it for the show. I appreciate everybody for listening. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, wherever you're listening to it now. Keep doing that. Tell a friend, retweet it, review it, rate it. All these things help me. 
lets me know people are listening to the show and they're enjoying the content. So I definitely appreciate it. And go check out Zilla Rocka and Alaska's new album, Cargo Cults, Nihilist Millennial, and check out their podcast, Call Out Culture. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. I got a surprise for the next episode. It's going to be a really fun one when that comes out. So just stay tuned for that. In the meantime, go check out all these albums I've been promoting here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Until the next one, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Being on the Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.